0: the final topic for the show and i i tend to like to end the show with a fun topic i don't know that this one is fun as as it is fascinating. And that is what Mark Zuckerberg or how Mark Zuckerberg thinks about the future. Now, for folks who may not be aware, Mark Zuckerberg is the founder and CEO of Facebook. They earlier, I think this year, maybe last year, I think it was actually last year, that they changed their company name, their main umbrella company name to Meta. And so under that Meta umbrella is the Facebook platform, the Instagram platform, WhatsApp, and also Oculus. And so with his appearance on a very popular podcast, number one podcast in the world, Joe Rogan, um, he was on that platform last week. And he sat down for nearly three hours to talk about how he thinks about the future. Now, you're probably asking yourself, who cares? Why should I care that Mark Zuckerberg was on Joe Rogan? Well, Mark Zuckerberg is one of the most powerful people in the world. At the flip of a switch, he can control the flow of information. He can choose whether your post is seen on Facebook or whether it's removed, whether you have a right to post on his platform or whether you're going to be banned from his platform. 1.9 billion people are on Facebook. So he has the control and the flow of information for that many people Unelected and just the CEO of a multi-billion dollar organizations. And he does not do interviews like this. I think the longest interview that we have probably ever seen is a 10 minute segment on maybe a news program. And to give you guys a, a little bit of uh, insight into how I guess sort of modern new- news media works is that Somebody like Mark Zuckerberg is probably getting questions well in advance. He knows exactly what's going to be asked. And he answers in a 30 to maybe a minute long soundbite of an answer. These are practice. He's media trained. Um, he's used to doing the, those kinds of conversations. But on a podcast, especially one that's more of a casual environment, and for three hours, you cannot keep up that, uh, I guess, robotic uh, persona for very long, and that's co- that's commonly the joke when you talk about Mark Zuckerberg is that he's very very robotic. So on yesterday's Freight Waves Now, I mentioned I actually linked to it in the show notes, but part of that conversation that Mark Zuckerberg was talking about is how he thinks about content moderation. So sort of a if you didn't watch or if you didn't listen, you there is a link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. But he essentially says that Facebook is a built as a community-first platform. Uh, he thinks that you should be able to post anything that isn't pornographic or incites violence or illegal activity. Um, but if you believe in something like the flat earth theory, then he thinks that you should be able to post about it. But he will say that with that caveat, that they do look for signals on whether or not to show that activity, your post activity to a greater audience. And part of the way that they they look at those different content moderation mechanisms is the angry emoji. If too many angry emojis are on a post, then that gives a signal to Facebook on whether or not that that particular post should be shown to more and more people or it shouldn't be. So, You're still getting allowed to post about this information, which is quite different than how, say, a Twitter treats it, where Twitter can outright just ban you from their platform. They can prevent you from posting certain links. Um, So that is a a drastic difference in how Facebook and Twitter both handle content moderation. So that was on for it was now yesterday. The other part of what I want to actually talk about in today's segment is what he thinks about another product that he has been working on because it gives us insight as to how this powerful person really thinks about not only the flow of information, but how we're interacting in both the virtual world and the real world. Enter in. Oculus. Now, the Oculus is a VR headset that you strap to your head. You have a couple handles that you use. It's almost like if you've ever seen, you know, a, a Wii unit, you know, from made by Nintendo, then you know that they have, you know, the little controllers that you can hold in your hand. Um, so, the latest version is the Oculus Quest Two, with the rumors of the Oculus Quest Three dropping late next year. And hardware for Meta is very important because. Mark Zuckerberg learned the hard way that his revenue stream of making money off of all these different ads was really coming through because of Facebook. And so you're getting all this ad revenue, but you don't control the hardware. You don't, they tried to make a phone. It didn't quite work out. Um, but Apple decided last year that they're going to cut off that access to all of the valuable data that Facebook needed in order to serve up optimal ads that makes the company money, that makes advertisers look really good, that sells a lot of products is revenue driving. And so, keeping that in mind, Apple shut that off and Facebook is now in deep trouble. They had their first quarterly losses ever in the company history just this last quarter. And so, Zuckerberg knows that the importance of hardware. And that was the big reason why they went and purchased the Oculus platform itself and the hardware itself back in 2014. So, because of that, he knows that he has to have some kind of hardware component for what the next future of Meta looks like. And from the show, Mark said himself, half of our time is still spent watching TV. I'm trying to figure out how to make that screen time plus how we spend time on our phones as impactful as it can be. And the reason that Oculus is really important here is because from the... He also mentions the importance of what's called spatial memories. And spatial memories is something that has really lacked over the last couple of years with everybody meeting through Zoom. He mentioned Zoom a few times during this conversation and how he sort of feels just worn out after having Zoom meetings all day. And don't we all... And that's hinted as to why we feel that fatigue is because we're looking at a screen. In this case, I'm looking at a camera. If we were having a conversation with, folks sitting around the table, then folks sitting around the table, you would be creating what's called a spatial memory, you would have a person sitting to your left, sitting to your right and hearing the audio come from both of those different directions. So keeping that in mind, that's how we create these different spatial memories. And it's also if you want to do a little bit of a, you know, a deep dive or or jump down a rabbit hole, go look on YouTube on how people are trying to hack their memory and improve their memory by increasing their spatial memories. And so training your brain to look for spatial memories actually helps you increase your overall memory, which is sort of a a really fascinating thing. But that is what Mark is explaining, that he wants the Oculus to be able to be the replacement to a typical Zoom meeting. He wants it to be a situation where you are... Having creating those spatial memories and creating a more fluid sort of meeting environment, even if people are working all over the world. And so he has a plan to create those special, me- those spatial memories with the Oculus on the hardware side of things. And so the quote from Zuckerberg during that interview he said, Instead of looking at a phone all day, the neural interface could be a pair of glasses where you can create those spatial memories of hearing someone on one side of you talking, turning to look at them, and creating a more human experience and he sees a world where the bulky headset of an oculus can be as small as a pair of glasses where he almost sees it working in in two different ways where you have the the hardware that's getting more advanced you have the software that's getting more advanced and then you have different components of how that hardware can operate whether it's a small headset or a small pair of glasses but you could still be able to sit at a meeting table filled with people who are physically located anywhere but the magic of being in person and creating those spatial memories can still be achieved through real video or avatars so speaking of which, I thought it was also really funny on a couple of the real world examples that were also shared during this conversation. And one of them is creating those spatial memories. And one of them was Virtual Red Band, who hosts a virtual comedy roundtable in a diner. Um, He paid an artist to create an avatar for him, which is, you know, sort of, uh, not really mocked, but it's another form of revenue stream that's in the metaverse. Is creating um, these different environments where people can just show up and hang out in a virtual World now, virtual red band. He does these these comedy diner tours, but he also has trackers set up in one room of his house, so he can kind of you know have a real world experience, but with people from all over the world. Another example that that Mark Zuckerberg brought up was he was talking about a woman who was grieving the death of her son and wanted to do stand up comedy. So she had a goal of doing stand up comedy. But she had also suffered through this terrible life tragedy and she was, she was really struggling grieving wise. So she was too anxious to try out stand up comedy in real life. So she tried anonymously using the Oculus in the metaverse. And it has since helped her grieve the loss of her son to where she can be a quote unquote pretend person in the metaverse or in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse or version of it. And she can start to experiment with some of these dreams that she's really always wanted to. So those were a couple really good examples. And then obviously the latter story is is a really good feel good option and and as far as having a release for some of this technology but then there's the other side of it where you have to look at you know sort of what Mark Zuckerberg has been clowned about and that's in the past week his own avatar selfie that he has sent out to the world and it looks very old school it looks very um not of 2022 technology i guess you could say so we still got a ways to go as far as how you know avatars are presented And how real worlds are presented. But this comes from his Oculus VR experience called Horizon Worlds, which is kind of like a first iteration of his own quote unquote metaverse. Let's take a look at the trailer. Welcome to a place of limitless possibilities, a place where you can invent things, transform things, create entire worlds, forge new experiences. And work with others. Checkpacks! Here, you can find your community, fellow creators, and virtually hang out in perfect harmony. Going up! So, bring your vision, your artistry you genius. You we'll built a cat boat, and together we can build Horizon. Now it all looks sort of futuristic and also a little outdated, all at the same time. And honestly, I just don't know what to think about this kind of technology. I just know that based on this conversation that Zuck had, he puts VR and he actually says that sales for the Oculus and other VR platforms, other VR hardware is very comparable to PlayStation and to Xbox. Now, where the attention goes, dollars will follow, but I'm just extremely cautious. Even though this interview is a little bit of a... a, it makes him appear less of like a robot but he's go- this type of person feels incredibly comfortable in a virtual reality world i don't know what that means for the rest of us and if mass adoption happens but it is a situation that wherever attention goes their dollars will follow and zuckerberg has put a lot of time and energy into this so time will tell on if this is going to be a success or not in the future I hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!